what do you mean, Shane? You were farting in the restaurant? Yep. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I, was, oh. I was telling Mike well, like... this morning when I woke up at 7.30, Mike was still on. And I'd caught up with his messages and I was pretty hungover then. I'd had about five hours sleep. And I was explaining to him how we pissed off the people on the next table <laughs> by talking about fisting anal sex and the merits of oral sex with a tongue piercing. And me and three other people on the table were farting and we made them get up and leave. That's amazing. I was quite impressed with myself. Oh my God. That just shows that you still got it after all these years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he can clear out a table like nobody else. And just to top it all off, I got sh I got fairly shit faced drunk, and it was quite impressive. And I somehow ended up coming home with a full box of Krispy Kreme donuts Ooh. and a whole bottle of Jack Daniels. What? That's yeah, like no, Christmas. Yeah. You got yourself breakfast right there. Oh, dude, put them no. both in a bowl and oh, grab a spoon. No. If I'd have done that, I'd be fucking dead. Seriously. Welcome to All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast, with your hosts, Ryan, Shane, and Mike. I'm going to try to get Shane to puke. Just, uh, <laughs> no, see, the thing is, if you do that, right, I will purposefully take the laptop through to the bathroom with the mic. And, record, <laughs> and you can record and listen to me throwing up and cracking up at the same time. Or I was going to say, do you laugh when you throw up? Fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> you know what you could do? If you bring your laptop in there, put the video camera on, Picture yeah. or video yeah. yourself throwing up, and then you could sell it to DVD people, and like all those underground people would eat that shit up. Oh fuck yeah! Oof. It's like oh, I've never seen art like this before. <laughs> I've never seen art like this. Hey, before. it's so That's raw funny. and real. With oh your um, with your shit pics and my puke videos, we could make an event <laughs> like. <laughs> Thanks. Things are going downhill fast, I think. Fuck yeah, that's how we do shit. <sighs> Alright, we're back again with the All You Need Is Blood Horror Podcast, and we're on episode 35. Um, so we've made it this far. And joining me as always are my co-hosts, uh, Mr. Shane Smith and Mike <laughs> Whittemore. I was keeping the most serious face. If you if there was a video of my face, it was like <laughs> it was like stone. It was like Dan Rather, just like Dan dead on. Dan Rather, <laughs> and you you just broke me, Mike. You just completely broke me. I'm sorry. There'll be a lot more of that, by the way. Awesome. Better out than in. Yep. <laughs> so. As you can tell, we, uh, we're here on the podcast, we discuss horror movies, talk shit to each other, and uh, other various nonsense, including but not limited to music, games, comics, and... Uh, Fisting! The expulsion of, the expulsion of gases. 
Did you say pissing? Fisting. Thank you. Oh, fisting. I've never heard someone so enthusiastic about fisting. <laughs> well, that's Shane for you. Oh, fuck yeah. Bring it on, bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so we're the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. <laughs> <laughs> Should we say so we can, uh, were? <laughs> yeah, we were and up until up until the fisting conversation. <laughs> and you can uh, get in touch with us at all you need is blood pod at gmail dot com, and um, also hit us up on our Facebook group, all you need is blood, and uh, various other places. We'll probably give you at the end of the episode. So now that we got that out of the way, Shane, how is the fisting situation <laughs> going? Quite well, actually. <laughs> okay. To, uh, to be rather blunt and to the point, um, yeah, no, I'm all right actually. I'm not too bad. I'm just uh, recovering slightly from a bit of a drinking binge last night. Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, it happens to the best of us. Yeah, it's the first time I've had a hangover for many years, and really, yeah, I don't get them. I just don't get them. And I can sit there and drink like a fish, drink everybody under the table, and I'll be wake up the next morning, like after about three or four hours sleep, and thinking I feel particularly chipper. And then mm. you know, and then today <laughs> I'm just like, why? Why does my head hurt so much? Why? Damn you! And um, I can only blame it on the double Jack Daniels I was drinking last night. <clears throat> Oof. Yep, that will do it. Yeah, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. But I can, so, uh, I, can other... I can drink Jack Daniels any other time, it'll be absolutely fine. But last night, for some reason, it was like, oh. no, no, you're not. You're going to suffer tomorrow. Well, when you had fisting in the mix, I think that's what did you I was over. I say. Yeah. That's probably what did it. I think the conversation, I think somebody might have cursed us during the conversation <laughs> in the pub. You got, you got some, some type of gypsy curse put on you last night? <laughs> yeah. Fucking teenage fucking students. Yeah. Wait, you were pissing off teenage students? Oh, there was a couple of adults there as well, but yeah, pretty uh, much. So your discussion of fisting was grossing out teenagers? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I pictured, like, you know, an old woman that went to a restaurant to have, like, a nice meal. Dave. But no, Shane, Shane's so vulgar he's pissing off the, uh, the cretins in the crowd. Fuck yeah, motherfucker, is what I say. But seriously, I've been grossed out by older people, so <clears throat> that takes a lot. Old people are gross. Yeah. Especially with the false teeth. Yeah. You spit the false teeth and pop them in your drink. My drink! Yeah, fuck off. I, I, I respect old <laughs> Is people. that a move? Yeah, that is a move. I've, I've seen it done. <laughs> I've actually got a buddy of mine who's got false teeth, and this is no word of a lie. <laughs> we were in a club a few years back, and I didn't realize he had false teeth. And he walked up to my buddy who was sat on the floor by the bar because we were all fairly drunk and my buddy just walked up to him went to go and say hi and as he opened his mouth and went ha his top set of teeth fell out and landed on my friend's pint and oh, literally okay. he went oh my pint and picked his pint up and started drinking it oh my that's God. excellent <laughs> that still makes me laugh to this day <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> no, I can't say I've ever I've ever heard that one. Yeah, along with the time, the same bloke. I was in the local fish and chip shop, getting myself some dinner, and I went in with my buddy, 
and there was a girl in there I was trying trying to chat up and she was really hot really foxy and uh, I asked her what her name was and she said her name was Fleur and then my buddy turns around and says Fleur isn't that the sound you make when you throw up and killed oh. any chance of me ever getting a date with this girl after that she refused to serve me and refused to speak to me and it's just i'm just like so you, could, you, you couldn't even get dinner at that point no because my buddy f- fucked it up royally made me look like a right cunt <laughs> but we still laugh about it to this day that's how you know he's your buddy though y- yeah so shane other than uh dentures <laughs> and fisting um is there anything you've been watching, listening to, reading? Anything else going on? I <laughs> right, I haven't been reading. What else anything. is there? <laughs> yeah, good point. Actually, <laughs> it's a very he has a very active lifestyle, so it's it's tough to uh, yeah. to chain him down with anything. Yeah, well, um, we're, we're lucky to get him today. <laughs> yeah, you are fucking lucky to get me today. Otherwise, oh, oh, no. Um, yeah, basically, uh, this week I have spent the whole week watching shitty movies on the horror channel saw my brother went shopping bought clothing big fucking boots and a few blu-rays and also bought some cds don't ask me what i buy because right now i cannot remember okay there was a couple of horror movies there were a couple of horror movies i will say that um but other than that, I don't remember anything else. This is like a uh, public service announcement for like uh, Mothers Against uh, Drunk Driving. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens to your brain after a Jack Daniels binge, folks. And I don't even drive. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I can't even. So how about you, Mike? You got uh, anything interesting going on other than the podcast? Uh, I've been listening to a lot of uh, this band called Cattle Decapitation. Um, they're really good. Um, I'm gonna see them at the end of October in Chicago. They're coming with a band of Revocation, so I'm all pumped up for that. I don't go to many shows anymore because, you know, I I just I generally hate people. And the last time I uh, was at a real like just a regular show, Cannibal Corpse, I almost got into a fight, and it was yeah, a disaster. Yeah, it was it was stupid. I well, actually, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I was with uh, Val. And uh, some girl pushed her because she was drunk. And then that girl's boyfriend came and then pushed Val. So I pushed him. <laughs> and I was carrying a whole bunch of like our items, like our clothing that we bought. And I dropped them. And this guy wanted to fight me. And I just I took Val by the hand. I'm like, you need to get the hell out of here. Because this is right after Cannibal Corpse. This dude was hammered. I'm like, I'm not doing this. Walk about a block. And I was like, oh, cool. I lost all the clothes that we just bought. And, uh, oh my God. yeah, so I went to Reddit, actually. I went to the metal subreddit, and I'm like, listen, if anybody could buy the clothes that I lost, you know, I'll pay for everything. I'll give you Reddit gold. And someone did. It was pretty cool, and he shipped it all. So I, we, I, we got all the merch back. But, yeah, ever since then, I've, I don't really go to a lot of shows. So I'm pumped up to go to Cattle Decapitation. Um, if you haven't heard them, you should listen to them. Their lyrics are fantastic. Even though it's a death metal band, a lot of people like to shrug it off. There's no talent. So. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, come on, Shane. We don't want to get we don't want to get copyrighted. On <laughs> <laughs> Some guys listen to this. Like, oh man, that was real good. 
we're gonna get we're gonna get flagged. Um, other than that, was, I like to fist. <laughs> <laughs> other than that, I've been uh, playing a lot of Destiny Two still. Uh, Cuphead came out a couple days ago, and that game's just fun. yeah, oh, it's phenomenal. It's amazing. Yeah, uh, I I might pick that up uh, pretty soon. I'm waiting for. Uh, my girlfriend to come back from a, tr- a business trip she's on, and because um, I, I kind of want to play it with her, but the, I I don't think she's gonna be able to play it. I've been like watching some videos online, and I'm like, oh fuck. Well, two things like, like one, it's extremely <laughs> difficult. It's ex- yeah. one of the hardest games you'll ever play, and two, I, I played a co-op with Val yesterday, and co-op is fun, but I think playing it solo is better because if you have somebody else with you, it's really distracting. So you got to jump over shit and hit stuff and, uh, you know, and then you have to worry about your partner dying and then you have to revive them. It kind of takes away from the experience a little bit, but it's still fun. Mm-hmm. So uh, for myself, um, I don't know, I've been watching horror movies and doing a bunch of nonsense. I actually just recorded uh, yesterday, I recorded a, uh, a guest spot on Blood, Guts, and Social Commentary uh, with Amy, who's been on our show before, um, and that was a lot of fun. So we talked for like two and a half hours or something, and I know she does like ten minute clips, and I'm like, what are you going to do with all of this nonsense? And she's like, oh, I edit it all down, and I chop out the best parts, and I move these other parts, and I'm like, wow, that's like way better than what we do. Yeah, we just let everything like, we go. Just, <laughs> yeah, we just record a stream of bullshit <laughs> and then just dump it out there. I clean up some of the audio so it doesn't blow people's eardrums out, and they go, ah, eh, fuck it, that's good enough. I'm like, wow, that's a lot of work. <laughs> good luck. Maybe we should pay Amy to do the 30 second long edit <laughs> listen that one's coming along we're, we're adding more every show it gets longer and longer well I basically I told somebody about this and there's a few people who want to hear this um, the Christmas special so <laughs> that's what I'm going to release it as when I call it the now. Christmas <laughs> I actually turned around and said if we can get it more than if we can get it to more than a minute long then we're laughing you know, the, it, I think it's more than you know. You know what I might do though? I might just take some of the funniest parts, uh, like just little clips, like two, you know, thirty-second clips or whatever of like funny things that aren't just burps and farts. Yeah, and put a couple of those in there to pad it out. That'd be awesome. Yeah, you can separate them. Like you could do a funny part and then separate it with a fart, and then that's yeah. how you <laughs> split them up. It's like an anthology. <laughs> yeah, UHM's fart anthology. Excellent. Yeah. So yeah, uh, other than that, actually, later today, I'm going to be doing another guest spot on the Necrocasticon, uh, another podcast um, that some guys do on horror movies and heavy metal, and thankfully, they're not going to be covering too much heavy metal in this episode, because I'd be blown out of the water by these guys. <laughs> so, I'm like, oh god, I hope it's not like music talk. I'm like, fuck, I don't know anything. I'm like, have you guys ever heard of Metallica? They're pretty good. <laughs> They'll probably kick you off. <laughs> yeah, I know, they, they, probably, they definitely you. would. <laughs> <laughs> so um so yeah that's cool and other than that we're just at the very beginning of the 31 days of horror yep. um for october and, and i know mike you're you're already doing your year-round horror thing but uh you doing anything different for october yeah i'm um it's like for my year horror movies i've been trying to watch stuff i've never seen before so i've watched mm-hmm. uh 55 movies since august 13th but um for Halloween in October, I'm doing all the series I can. So, all the Puppet Masters, all the hollow, uh, Howlings, all the Halloweens, all the Texas Chainsaws, the Jaws, Saws. Yeah, there's a lot of shit in there. I know, and I'm just trying to... Why not, you know? 
Yeah, might as well. Yeah. So is there is there any that you haven't seen before? I mean, I know that like the Puppet Masters, I probably haven't seen the last. Three I've Puppet seen Masters. all the Puppet Masters. I watched all the Howlings. I haven't seen any Jaws past two. Really? Yeah, I didn't see like the last two Saws. You're not missing much. Yeah, I know. Um, um, actually, I think which was the second to last Saw, the healthcare one. That know. one was pretty good. That one, that was the the best of uh, everything after two. That was my favorite one of the rest of the series. I I, I want to give them all. It's still chance, not that you know. It's still not that good. Yeah. But it's you know it's fun and watchable. The rest are fucking appalling and garbage. <laughs> I kind of told myself like if a series has like three or more movies in it, I'll probably watch it this month. Yeah, because why yeah. not? I don't, I don't really. Have else you know to... what we should do? Whatever you're watching next week, <clears throat> pick one of those series, and that's what we'll do for the next episode. Because I haven't, we haven't th- thought of a new episode yet. <laughs> should you really be saying that while we're doing this episode? <laughs> yeah. No way to go, Ryan. <laughs> Don't worry, don't worry, guys. I'll cut this. Oh, all we got out. we got episodes yeah. for months planned. But Mike, let me yeah, know right. what you're doing. <laughs> no, it'd be, it'd be, I think that'd be funny. It'd be good. Right. Um, and I know uh, Mike Wilbur was like asking us what we wanted to do, and I'm like, well, I don't know. I, I mentioned <laughs> some ideas we had because he wanted to come on a future episode in October, and I'm like, oh, well, I'll figure something out. Cool. So, but I kind of want to do something like that for uh, for October, you know? Yeah. Like we we've got this episode we're doing, which is obviously October themed. So I don't know, maybe it's, maybe one of those series would be good. Something we haven't done yet. I was gonna, I was thinking about starting off with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I, I don't know if we did all those se- that whole series yet. Hold on. Um, no, I think okay. we just talked about the first and the second at the, on the Hooper episode. Yeah. So. And plus, the new oh, one yeah. came out, so it makes sense. Is it out yet? Yeah, it came out. I think it's oh, been out for a while. Damn. I just don't even care. Me either. I don't even think it's been released over here yet. <laughs> I'll I'll go look for it. I'm sure I can find it. It's somewhere. I personally um, won't, but that's just me. <laughs> okay. <sighs> At least you're honest. What's yeah. oh the new one's called Leatherface. I was like, why isn't that yeah. not coming up? Yeah, right. Yeah, because yeah, we all so, um, we reviewed that trailer and we all decided it looks like shit. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, it doesn't come out till uh, the twentieth of October. Oh Jesus! Really? Yeah, maybe go that's a... Mike. <laughs> oh, it's in theaters October twentieth. Oh, uh, I guess it was just people stealing it that have seen it already. Yeah, probably. You know what? I may have been offered a review copy of that. I gotta go look through my emails. Maybe it's on demand already. <laughs> oh, is it? Maybe I don't know. Uh, I thought I saw somebody uh, saying that. <laughs> I, I typed in Leatherface on demand, and IGN gave it a one point <laughs> nine out of ten. Well, that's pretty good. <clears throat> that's about what I was expecting, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, for this episode, speaking of Halloween and horror, uh, we decided to do a uh, Halloween-themed episode, but we didn't want to cover the Halloween series. Um, so we decided we we're going to talk about Halloween movies or movies that have to do with Halloween, and um, sort of just talk about those. And what what I kind of wanted to get on some of these is. Um, I'd like a rating of how Halloween do you think this movie is? Like, out of ten. Oh. Like, how many... Like, how... Like, what this does this movie make you feel like Halloween? You know what I mean? Like, give you that, like, oh, yeah, this feels like Halloween. And I don't mean the movies. I mean, like, the time, the setting, you know, all that stuff. Like, there's just a general feeling of the movie. Um, so that's something we could probably add on to. Cool. But um, 
I'll uh, I'll I'll kick it off. Um, so I decided to do something. It's it's kind of an interesting movie. It's called the um, WNUF Halloween Special, and it, the the history of the film. I call it a film. It's it's not. Uh, it's it's sort of strange, um, in that the movie wasn't like originally released. It was put onto a bunch of VHSs and sort of. Uh, given out and left around at various like horror conventions and VHS conventions and stuff, and like they the the um, filmmakers actually like dropped some around a few towns of p- places they knew that there was like uh, horror fans gathering and stuff just to sort of create some buzz, and it kind of worked. And I can remember the VHS community because I see I I'm on a couple VHS groups on Facebook was like, oh my god, have you guys heard of this thing and blah blah blah. It's this weird. Um, sort of like recorded thing from TV it's hard to describe but but it, it gained some popularity from just the way it kind of got dumped out there and it didn't get an actual like and then it was streaming for a little bit and then it went away and then it actually got a physical release this year the movie is actually from 2013 um, but it is made to make you think that it is a uh, VHS tape recorded from 1987. Um, just like imagine someone recording the news in a couple TV shows on a VHS, and that's what this is like. And it, um, it's it's got like a couple different segments. Like it has like a little news broadcast of some local news people talking about a couple different things, and there's like weird commercials and stuff that are all in it. And then it eventually goes into the quote unquote plot which is the um, a reporter doing a Halloween special where he goes to a supposedly haunted house and has a couple, like, paranormal investigators. And, you know, he goes into the haunted house and some creepy things start happening and whatnot. And um, this movie is, uh, is actually a gigantic pile of shit. And it is fucking... It's fucking unbelievably terrible. And I can't believe that I made it through this. <laughs> it was horrible. Um, the entire broadcast is littered with fake commercials at every single scene break. Like, there's no transition from, like, one location to another. They're just, okay, we're going to take a commercial break. And even if you watch TV, TV doesn't have this many commercials. Um, I would say in between commercial segments, there's a good, I don't know, 30 seconds of um, of plot, quote-unquote. And then it's more commercials for, like, a minute or so. And even the filmmakers themselves knew this was a little crazy so they added some fast forwarding to go over a couple commercial breaks but it is fucking just unwatchable literally more than half the movie is fake commercials and they're not fake commercials like oh that's funny or that's interesting they're just fucking dumb shitty fake commercials that you would see back in the 80s um so it would be you know be like oh come to the petting zoo and there's like shots of like you know animals and stuff you know off exit 95 blah 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 and then the next commercial would come up and it would be a commercial for come to this fast food restaurant and just a series of not funny not clever just like i, I don't even know just so unbearable to watch this was this was a real trial on my end um the plot uh, I'm just going to go ahead and just give it to you right now. I don't even really care. Um, some newscasters open it up and they tell a few stories about th- this town and some creepy happenings that go along with it, along with a nice explanation of some murders that took place 20 years ago in the house that the uh, the reporter is going to be investigating um, in the future. 
Um, and they also do some interviews with some religious nuts, uh, you know, that are like protesting going into the house. A bunch of time is wasted with a bunch of commercials and a weather broadcast. Uh, then we're introduced to the main reporter, uh, his producer on the scene, and some folks that are doing like a, a Warrens impression. So there's like a couple and, you know, they, they're essentially supposed to be the Warrens, but they don't call them the Warrens. Uh, oh, and they have a cat also, uh, which is pretty funny. And it has the only little bit of humor that's in the entire broadcast, which there's one one second clip of this couple putting these big oversized headphones on this like cat because the cat is psychic and it, it helps them in their in their paranormal investigation of course so they put these the right they put these big headphones on the cat and it like squishes its face it's fucking hysterical <laughs> it, you know like but, but it's it that's as funny as you would find something on like you know a, a reddit front page on on a cat picture and you're like oh that's cute and then let's move by that's all this movie is worth so after that they go into some commercials uh, then they go into the house, then they go to some commercials, um, they introduce a priest, then they go to some commercials, uh, the cat runs off, then they go to some commercials, uh, and, and I'm writing my notes down from this. Uh, uh, they're looking for the cat, because the cat disappeared, uh, then they go to commercials, um, they try to do a seance, and there's a couple prank calls, none of them are funny, one guy, the funniest one is a guy that says Iron Maiden rules, you're like, that's not even a joke, that's, that's ridiculous, and then they go to commercials, uh, the cat's found dead, then they go to commercials, the Warrens leave the basement, then they go to commercials, um, the priest goes down into the basement, then they go to commercials. <laughs> Somewhere around one hour and 17 minutes in, uh, it starts this like found footage thing when the, the, the guy's locked in the basement and a, another cameraman tries to go in the front door to see what the, the weird bumps and how the guy got locked in the basement. And... Um, then uh, he gets knocked out. You can't really see anything. And then there's some commercials. And um, that's the end of the movie. And then afterwards, there's some static for like a minute or two. And then they the camera turns back on. And it, it's all revealed that it was the religious cult that was actually killing people in the house. Oh. Um, this movie is the fucking worst. I hate it. One out of ten. Do not watch. All right. Well, good thing I've never so... even heard of it, actually. <laughs> okay. I know. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I, I found a DVD copy of this. They did a legit release of this, and it was only like ten bucks. I'm like, cool. I'm gonna check this out. I remember hearing about this on all those VHS pages, and I'm like, I'm watching it, and it's just, oh my god. The the one thing I will give them a lot of credit for, it looks, it really looks like a broadcast from 1987. They did an excellent job. Like if you didn't know, if somebody didn't tell you that this was fake, you'd be like, wow, this is this is an old recording from back then. Uh, one of the techniques they actually used was they they filmed the whole movie, got it all ready, they got the whole thing completed, then they took the their copy of it, they ran it through a VCR and recorded it on another VCR, and they did that three times to add film grain and just like fucking this shitty recording looking thing onto it. I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. They did a good job on that. See, the, the rest that's awesome because a lot of like movies that they try to get, you know, from like back in the day or it's like a found footage movie it's just it's just you just could tell it was made now yeah they put they put like a digital overlay yeah. on it to make it to make it look fake no this looks legitimately old you're like oh this is, it actually <laughs> looks like this that's awesome like oh cool so that's it's it's interesting to see a clip if you were if you wanted to go online and watch you know a four or five minute clip of this that'd be fine from from that standpoint but there's no scary part there's no interesting part um, there's no characters that you even care about. It's just bleh. someone actually put a, a gif from it on Reddit, 
I saw, and people are like, what is this from? Like, what's the source? It's got to be like a news source. And one commenter is like, oh, it's the WNUF Halloween special, and it was made like a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's probably, they probably showed, like, there's, like, one scene with some blood in it or something. No, they so showed uh, the newscaster interviewing a guy. He goes, I know who the, I'm going to call. And the guy's like, who? He's like, the Ghostbusters. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, right. <laughs> yeah, right, that's that's the level of humor that you got in this. So, um, so yeah, that's uh, that, that's my first, uh, my first pick, uh, crushingly disappointing. As for the Halloween feel, I'd probably give it a relatively high ranking because it does look like Halloween in the '80s. So, I don't know, but maybe like I'll go, I'll give it a six out of ten for Halloween feel and a uh, one out of ten for being able to fucking watch it. That's fair. So, what do uh, yeah? Why don't you go next, Mike? Maybe you have a little more luck than I did. Um, I did. Um, I decided to google underrated halloween movies because i wanted to see something different and i wanted to see something that maybe wasn't like a hundred percent and as soon as you think about it's halloween i just kind of wanted to dig a little deeper so um i came across this movie called may that was done in 2002 it's uh directed by lucky mckee and he directed uh the woman uh the tales of halloween from a few years ago and all cheerleaders die um, so he's known for his horror movies, and I, I really didn't know what this was about. But um, it starts off with a girl who she gets a doll from her mother, and that doll becomes her best friend. And she grows up kind of weird and distant from everybody, socially awkward. And she falls in love with this guy that she sees having a smoke break outside. And um, she slowly tries to get his attention, and they start talking and everything. And he supposedly likes the weird girls, but she's a little too weird for him. And she starts sort of trying to become this person that she's not. And that's what really um, gave me the Halloween feel. Because, you know, during Halloween, people are dressing up as things that they're not. And um, I don't want to really go too much into detail like I usually do. Yeah. Because this has got a really cool Carrie slash Frankenstein feel to it. And yes, excellent comparison. Excellent. And uh, it actually, I'm not going to say what it is, but the very ending, she's lying down and something happens. It actually creeped me out. And that's super hard to do. <laughs> um, this isn't like an over the top Halloween movie um, by any means. It takes place kind of like during Halloween. But um, yeah, the, the end is at Halloween, though. The what? The end is the end is at Halloween. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like it's not something that you think. Oh, Halloween movie, you know, May. It's it's mm. it takes place during Halloween. It's got a Halloween feel to it. It's during the fall. Um, it has a lot of good practical effects in it, which is surprising for two thousand two. Um, yep. uh, Anna Ferris is in it. She's a side character, mm-hmm. and she's super young and hot in it. Uh, yeah. This that's like that's around the scary movie time. Like, yeah, I don't know if this is before scary movie, but it's somewhere right around. Yeah, it's right around after. there. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but she. I mean, I think... she's awesome. I, I I have a huge crush on Anna Faris. Um, yeah, but I'd really recommend May. I I don't. I wouldn't suggest like reading into it. I suggest just watching it. Um, <laughs> suggest read. Oh, you mean don't look. Yeah, it up. yeah, yeah. Um, there's. I mean, I'm gonna warn you. There's a there's a cat kill in here. That yeah. it wasn't uh, a is. fan of. She throws an ashtray. It's off, it, it's off screen, so you don't see it. Yeah, but, but she throws an ashtray at a cat and kills it. It's like, come on. Mm. Um, 
But other than that, yeah, I'd, I'd really recommend May. It's it's very good and very different. And if you like Carrie and Frankenstein, you'll like this a lot. Yeah, I I love this movie, and I had I had like forgot about it for a long until you actually brought it up, and you're like, oh, I'm thinking about doing May. I'm like, oh my god, I fucking completely forgot about that. I watched it last night again, um, just because I was like, oh, I wanted to, I want something to watch after I watched a couple of those terrible movies, and I'm like, fuck, I need something to like cleanse my palate. Yeah. Um, so, so I watched this, and I fucking loved it even more. I think this is the third time I'd watched it, and uh, I like you have a, a crush on Anna Faris. I fucking Angela Bettis. I love her she in did this, and I love her so in good. Like she deserves every award imaginable for this movie. Yeah, because holy cow. Although, I, I will say, some part of me does believe that Angela Bettis is that weird and creepy. She has to be. I mean, <laughs> she, she acted be. so well in it. It's like, that's got to be her personality in real life. And um, I don't know if you've seen it. Have you seen the uh, early 2000s Carrie remake? No. I have not, but isn't she Carrie? Yes, Angela Bettis plays Carrie, that's, so it's interesting that you bring that yeah, up. That's, but it's, uh, it's perfect. She's like the weird girl that stands out, and she was my favorite part of that remake. That's good. Oh. Yeah, and actually that I'd I'd recommend that Carrie remake over the uh Chloe Grace Moretz one. Um the uh the Angela Bettis remake is better than the uh than the newer one that came out in like 2010, 2011, whatever it was. Yeah, I I, um, I have seen May and I watched it one night. I was oh, I can't remember what it was I was doing. I was just sitting there and I turned on the horror channel and it just happened to be on and I thought to myself I'd cuz I'd read a lot of stuff on the UHM site about this movie. I thought I'll give this a go because I hadn't actually seen it. And by the end of the movie, I was very confused and I wasn't sure whether I liked it or not. Yeah. And I'm still undecided about it, if you see what I mean. Because I mean, it was a little while ago when I watched it, and I was just like, okay. So I mean, some of it was some of it was cool, you know. Some of the effects and it was really cool. The practical effects were brilliant. Yeah. Um, obviously, the cat kill, I was not overly impressed with. Um, <laughs> but I think we're all in agreement on that. <laughs> yeah, but it was. I just found it kind of weird, and I still can't. I might have to watch it again if it comes on TV again. I might have to watch it. But I was just like, I just couldn't decide whether I liked it or not. No, I I totally feel you on that because after it was over, I was like, you know, this is a really weird movie. And when I'm done with a movie, I usually try to, in my mind, like, do the pros and cons. Yeah. And, you know, I couldn't find many cons with it. But at the same time, it's like, I didn't know a lot of the pros either. <laughs> it was just, it was, it's a really weird movie. But the yeah. more I thought about it, the more I liked it in my head more and more. And, yeah, it was, it was really good. Yeah, this, and, uh, this is a movie that I feel benefits from repeat viewers. Oh, yeah. So, like... Uh, I'd give it like six months or so, then go back to it and be like, "Oh man, this is, I like this even better now." Like once you know where it's going, and um, and you're, you you already already get the vibe of the movie. There's so many hysterical things that are in this movie, for uh, for no reason. Um, and I think we lost Shane. Really? <laughs> but I'm sure. Yeah, he just disappeared. But I'm sure he'll be back. <laughs> um, but no, I'm completely with you on this one. I I. Uh, Watching it again, I really, really liked it. And I like it so much, in fact, that I was... Uh, for that podcast I'm going to record later today mm -hmm. for the Necrocasticon, I was going to cover... They were doing a theme of um, uh, sort of initial uh, films, like the first film a director makes yeah. that's like really that's like really good or standout or maybe their best film. Um, actually, I was going to do uh, Dario Argento, but instead I'm fucking 
calling an audible at the line. I'm going with May and uh, and Lucky McGee. Yeah, I mean uh, that's very well. Uh, that's a good pick. Um, yeah, I, I, I like. I, I want to like go more into it because the movie's like so weird and has a lot of good, you know, uh, like plot points and everything to it. But I don't want to spoil it at all. <laughs> Yeah, but well, some of the themes you brought up uh, that you mentioned, though, like she she tries to like change herself yep. to uh, to fit in, you know, not just with one, not just to get the boyfriend or, or anything, just in like life in general. She's uh, she's always trying to like change who she is to fit into a, a situation she thinks she wants to be in. Right. Um, and, and she does this in multiple times in the movies with you know multiple groups and people. And I think actually one of the most effective in like fucking just like horrifying segments is when she uh, tries to befriend the kindergarten class of like blind kids right. and, it, and it just ends in tragedy and you're like oh my god what are you doing yeah that was a little <laughs> that was a little shocking for me and you know oh my god oh, and Shane's laptop overheated oh my god <laughs> oh no that's not good folks we, we may have lost Shane um, he's still in his apartment we know where he is but uh, it sounds like he may not be able to join us again, which is a damn shame. Okay, so um, so yeah, wrapping up May. Um, any final thoughts on it? Um, I would give this movie a seven out of ten. Uh, for a Halloween feel, I would probably give it a. I'd probably give it a uh, like a like a five out of ten. I'd say because while the movie is not over the top, you know, it's not like a trick or treat movie where the whole theme is like pure Halloween, you know. But oh, it's yeah. if you look deeper into it, it's it's pretty Halloweeny in my opinion. So yeah, I give it like a mm-hmm. five out of ten just for it being not too obviously Halloween. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It's, it it didn't come to my head at all. Like I, in fact, it wasn't until you brought it up that I'm like. I double checked. I'm like, is that does that even happen in Halloween? And then I remembered like the end of the movie. I'm like, oh yeah, she's got a costume. That's right. So, um, yeah. So that one's pretty good. All right. So we uh, lost Shane for a little bit. Let's um, we'll just go right to your next movie, Mike. Um, so you got uh, Lady in White, correct? Right. Um, Lady in White was done in 1988, directed by Frank Lalagia. Um, he's directed a 1995 movie called Mother. And uh, Fear No Evil from 1981. I've never heard of him before, mm. but... Um, I've seen Fear No Evil. Is that any good? Uh, not really. Well, I think it was on a DVD double set, like it came with another movie. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, see, this movie, it starts off with a little kid getting locked in a uh, storage closet in a school by these two other little shit kids. And um takes place during Halloween, so he's wearing, like, a mask and, like, a cape. And he's just kind of chilling in the closet room, waiting to get freed, basically, because it's after school, and he has, like, no other way of getting out. And he sees this guy come in the room trying to take a uh, grating off the floor trying to get something. Well, the kid sees him and he moves and the guy starts choking the child and um, trying to strangle him. Eventually, the the guy thinks he's dead. He runs away. And the whole movie is kind of like a mystery and just figuring out who's the one that tried strangling this kid. Um, it's It's got a lot going on. There's like different like side plots in this and 
I think it's a little too ambitious because they're this movie tries to act like a kids movie at times where there's like goofy um, like a goofy soundtrack and there's a lot of like kids stuff going on but at the same time it's trying to deal with like racism <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. it has yep. a very very adult centered plots but mixing it with like kid centered plots and it didn't really work for me um, uh. there we go um, <laughs> well like it, it deals with ghosts and while the kid is sitting in the storage room waiting to get rescued he sees a little girl's ghost and she kind of reenacts the uh, the way she was killed so the whole movie he's seeing ghosts and it's dealing with racism because what they think they found the guy that strangled him supposedly killed other kids it's a janitor at the school and it's just it's it's very different it's kind of all over the place it's yeah. very hard to explain. Um, I didn't really get into it. I did appreciate the whole mystery aspect of it, um, but I think it was kind of too off the rails for me. It was a little like there's a kid plot, and it was kind of going after like a a little like kids goofing around and making jokes sort of thing, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, we're framing this guy for doing it because he's black, and it's like, well, that's weird. Um, so it takes place in the 50s, so that's why the racial aspect is getting brought up so much. But uh, otherwise, yep. I, I really wouldn't recommend this too too much. Yeah, it's um, a lot of people... Th- this is big with people that saw it when they were kids. I hadn't seen this movie when I was younger, because this came out in, I think, the early 90s, late 80s. Uh, yeah, 88. Yeah, and um, I never caught this one when I was younger. I, I saw it much later, um, probably around 2000 or so. And um, I, I guess people like loved this movie uh, growing up, and seeing it later, I was sort of with you, like, okay, it's 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 interesting, and I see what they're going for, but it didn't didn't blow me out of the water or anything, and I wasn't uh, wasn't severely impressed with the movie. I I think this is sort of like you had to be there at the time, like when it came out, and you were like eight years old, and oh man, this you know this is a really scary movie, but it's a kids movie kind of, but it's not really right. like they used to they used to do back in the day, but um. Yeah, no, I think I'm with you on this one. That it, it it isn't something that really stands out to to me anyway. It sort of reminds me of the um, um, what was that series on Nickelodeon? Goosebumps. Um, no, 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 no. The uh, the campfire one. Oh, uh, um, are you afraid of the dark? Are you afraid? Right, are you afraid of the dark? It sort of reminds me of that kind of. Feel oh, totally. Where. It's like a kid's story, and the kid's trapped in there. And, I mean, some parts are pretty dark. When, like, the guy is strangling the kid in the beginning, oh, yeah. you're like, holy shit. Yeah. You're like, this is fucking serious. They're going to kill this kid. Um, yeah, and, uh, I, I mean, I think it's worth watching, and it might be something that you'd want to show a younger, you know, somebody that's just getting into horror, and they're, like, 10, 12 years old, and you'd say, yeah, here, watch this. This is, you know, something interesting to watch, but... I don't know. It didn't do it for me, I guess, as an adult watching this. Uh, maybe there's something just lost. I had to be a child and see it at that time. Yeah, and like I said, it's, there's like a, like a lot of side shit going on. Like, they try to... Okay, the kid's seen ghosts, and then they deal with the janitor getting um, uh, pointed at for doing all these child murders, and then they keep going back to his grandpa trying to smoke or have a cigarette, and like, 
it's it's funny for like one joke but they keep going back to it like they catch this guy smoking like four or five times and everyone like puts their hands on their hips they're like grandpa you know type thing and i'm just like (laughs) i don't know why they kept recurring that or kept doing that joke over and over again it was just it was kind of all over like it didn't know if it wanted to be a comedy or there's a lot of serious aspects about this movie so the comedy kind of threw me off right Right, you're dealing with like child murder exactly. and racism and shit, and then they're like, doo, 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 "Yeah, oh, grandpa's getting a cigarette." <laughs> it was pretty rough, so I don't know. But yeah, yeah, um, I'd give this it, probably like a like a five out of ten. And for a Halloweeny type thing, I would say probably like a four because the opening does kind of revolve around Halloween, and that's kind of why uh, he kind of gets strangled in a way. The kids, so. Right, 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 because the kid's wearing a costume yeah. that he's dressed up for Halloween for. Right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think we're in agreement on this one. Uh, I'm sure I know a lot of people love this movie, though. It's uh, this and uh, there's another one, The Paper House, which has a really similar sort of story. It's about kids that are solving a murder that happened years ago, and there's ghosts and all kinds of stuff in it. Um, I don't think it takes place in the past. I think that one took place, like, in the 80s, like, when they were filming. Oh, okay. Um, but but it's pretty similar, very very similar movie to that one. I think the Paper House is actually a little bit better. Um, it has a better ending and has like um, better sets and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more it's a little bit more impressive, but it's a little less known than uh, than the Lady in White. I think I don't know if the Paper House ever got a really good DVD release. Um, I know I have it on VHS. I don't even it probably has a DVD somewhere. But yeah, I mean I guess you could check this one if you want. Um, but it's not really my cup of tea. And, uh, yeah, I agree on the Halloween aspect. It's not very Halloween-y. So, but speaking of that, I decided to choose a movie that is super Halloween-y. <laughs> um, so, so I went with the 2015 movie uh, Tales of Halloween, which is an anthology film, and I'm a sucker for anthology films. I fucking, I love them. Except when there's too many stories. Mm-hmm. So, if you have something, like, have you ever seen the ABCs of Death? Unfortunately, or, yes. Um, right. And they're like, you know how there's some, okay, this is interesting, this is an interesting idea, but even the good ideas, you can't expand upon and really explore them, because they're only like, they have to squeeze in, you know, another 23 stories exactly. and have to go into it. So, um, the same kind of thing sort of happens in Tales from Halloween, uh, Tales of Halloween, there's, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Jesus. Stories, um, which is way too many. Way and it's only many. an hour and a half, too. It's like, what the hell? Yeah. They should have knocked out five or six of these stories and just condensed it and, and expanded upon those other ones and made, like, a. Re- this had the potential to be, like, trick-or-treat. Um really some of the stories were re- were really interesting and great ideas some of them were less interesting um but um they there's just too much they they nobody had a chance to expand upon the good stuff and the bad stuff is dragged out a little bit too long so the uh the movie the sort of the overshadowing link that that connects all the film I mean sorry all the stories is um there there's a radio DJ that's talking about you know either telling scary stories or like uh, is connected in every every single uh, story that goes on and uh, she's played by Adrienne Barbeau which is oh awesome, that's awesome doing the radio voice like she did in the fog mm-hmm. so that's really cool um there's you know there's some good people in it and there's some good talent behind the uh, the directors that made this um like you you had mentioned earlier uh, Lucky McKee does one segment 
Uh, Neil Marshall does one. That one's pretty interesting, but again, you don't have enough time on it. Um, uh, let's see who else is on here. You got Paul Solit, Date, John Skip, uh, Ryan Schifrin. I don't know half of these guys, or three quarters of them. Dave Parker, uh, Axel Carolyn, Adam uh, Giersch. I've never heard of any of these people. Yeah, I mean, other than Lucky Lucky McKee and Neil Marshall, oh, yeah. who <laughs> that really stand out. But um, so I'll go through a couple of the stories, or, or some of them anyway. Um, one of the stories is called Sweet Tooth, and it's about a kid that goes trick or treating, comes back, and uh, you know he's eating his candy, and the baby, his sister's babysitting him, and the sister's boyfriend is over, and obviously he's an asshole, and he starts telling the kid a story about Sweet Tooth who is this little kid from long ago that his parents told him he can't have any of his Halloween candy, never gave him any candy, and then he came down in the middle of the night and saw the parents eating the candy themselves. So he murdered them, ate all the candy, and then ripped open their guts and ate the candy out of their stomachs. <laughs> That's awesome. Which is... And they show the whole thing. It's fucking ridiculous and, 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 and funny. They film it in, like, a pretty funny way. And then, you know, the... So the kid goes to bed, and the babysitter and the boyfriend stay downstairs and are watching Night of the Living Dead. And they they start eating the candy, and before they know it, they, they pass out and they wake up and they've eaten the entire bag of candy. And then, you know, Sweet Tooth comes and murders them. That's uh, so cool. And that's basically, that's basically the end of it. And I think the little kid ends up getting blamed for it, because uh, he gets, like, covered in chocolate at some point. So, but it was it's, it's fun. That's a fun little story, and that would sort of be, like, a good little opener. Uh, then they go into another one... Uh, the Night Billy Raised Hell, which is a complete ripoff of, okay, not complete, but a pretty fucking solid ripoff of Satan's Little Helper. Essentially, this kid goes trick or treating, and they try to get the kid to like egg and to egg a house, and the guy catches him and pulls him inside, and then you know you're led to believe that the, the this creepy guy who is a, like he, he's Satan essentially. They they don't spell it out, but he he's basically Satan. He goes around with this kid, and they do all kinds of horrible crimes. Robbing stores, shooting people, carjacking, murders, like, all kinds of stuff. And the kid is shooting people and laughing, and they're having a good time eating candy. <laughs> and it's really, really goofy. And um, is is 100% just stolen from Satan's Little Helper, which is a movie I was going to cover, but backed off at the last second to do this mm -hmm. one instead. Um, watch Satan's Little Helper instead of this. The, and this this uh, little segment's not nearly as good either. There's some dumb, goofy stuff, and the jokes aren't as good. Um, so that's in there. Then there's one called Trick, uh, which is dumb but effective for, like, one part. There's one portion. It's, it's about these trick-or-treaters that are, are killing these, uh, these, I guess, 25-year-old people that are in a house. Like, you know, they ring the doorbell, and there's a little girl standing there, and the guy's like, well, what is it going to be, trick or treat? And she goes, trick, and stabs him in the stomach. <laughs> and um, and then it's just the, the these kids taking these people out. And there's one scene, it's hysterical. This little fat kid, like, tackles this guy, pushes him onto the ground, and just grabs a box full of rat poison and just dumps it into the guy's mouth. And I was laughing. <laughs> I'm like, that's fucking funny. <laughs> that's some good stuff. Uh, but the, the, it's it's too short. You know, just sort of ends... Uh, once you find out that these people deserve what they're getting, they sort of explain that. Um, then there's another one that's a ghost story. Uh, it's got the girl, uh, it's got the lady from um, Insidious, the uh, the ghost hunting lady. Oh, uh, Lynn Shay. 
Yeah, Lin Shay. She tells a creepy ghost story, and uh, then the ghost story ends up happening to a woman or something. Uh, then there's an unbelievably terrible one, and I'm sorry to say that this one was Lucky McKees. Oh, man. <laughs> it was. It's called uh, Ding Ding, and it's about a woman who turns in... Like, when she gets mad, she turns into a witch kind of thing that has, like, four arms and is all red. And she, her husband is this little bitch man that she makes dress up as Hansel from Hansel and Gretel. Uh-huh. And the woman, the woman always wants a child. She always wants a child, and it's never clear whether it's because she wants to eat it or because she just wants to have a baby. And like all the kids come trick or treating, and she's she's dressed up as this like sexy witch, and she's got these huge boobs that she's always like pushing out, and um, you know she's like scaring uh, scaring the kids. She does a dumb gag with a with um, a, pi- a pigtail that she's, she acts like she's the witch from Hansel and Gretel. And she's like, oh, you can see Hansel here, but I've already taken care of Gretel. And she pulls out a, a ponytail out from her mouth. <laughs> Does it over and over. And the movie, the thing is dumb. Like, the guy's like, I knew you would abuse a kid just like you abuse me. That's why I went to the doctor and made it so he I can't give you a baby. And then she, like, throws him in the oven. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's literally what happens. It's fucking... It's a dumb description, but it's a dumb story as well. Um, there's a, there's another one that has a real Western influence called The Weak and the Wicked, and that one's pretty cool. There's, like, a gang of people that um, beat up and, and kill, like, randomly, and the leader is this, like, hot chick, and she's got, you know, her, her two sidekicks, and I guess they've been doing this for years and years, just, like, t- terrorizing the town. And this, uh, this guy shows up in this, like, huge sort of, like, Satan outfit... Um, it, like a costume, and he's like, "You're not going to be taking out them anymore." You know, I'm here to I'm here to stop you, essentially. And they just chase this kid through town. It's got a great chase scene. Uh, they end up giving a little bit of backstory on it. It's got this. It's an awesome like combination of western motifs and stuff. Like they, they they're you know they sort of have like a, a a stand down where they're like you know across from each other, facing each other down. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out that the uh, the these people had killed this kid's parents when he was a little kid, and now he came back for vengeance. And he ends up, like, resurrecting an actual demon that comes up and, like, fucking rips him in half. <laughs> that sounds Th- cool. This was, this was a great story. I wish this one was, like, three times as long as it was, because it was really good. I like that one a lot. Um, then, let's see, there's another one. It had great aesthetics, but the, I, the idea of the story is really stupid. And it was only, like, a five-minute clip. There's a guy that's putting out his Halloween decorations, and he's an old guy in his, like, 50s, and he's got all these great gothic, like, there's there's tombstones and skeletons and spider webs and, like, all these cool old-school Halloween decorations he's got set up, and he's got a little talking skeleton that he can control, and then across the street, um, new people move in, and they're like... They're like heavy metal, like, you know, death metal fans, and they mm-hmm. come out and they've got just blood and guts and limbs and like all kinds of like gory Halloween decorations are hanging all over the place. And, you know, this old school guy with the skeletons and spooky witches isn't having any of that shit. So um, they get into a confrontation and like the metal guy's like, dude, I love what you're doing over there. That stuff is cool <laughs> as hell. And he's like, he's like, you got to get out of my town. I'm the guy that runs Halloween here. And they start like fighting. And they get into a fist fight, and then um, they both get, like, impaled on a Halloween decoration. And you're like, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> it was really dumb, but, like, I love the the idea of, like, gore and, like, visceral, like, awful horror stuff mm-hmm. versus the, the classic, like, 
you know, uh, like hammer, gothic, you know, black and white, creepy looking. I like that idea, but the story made no sense. It was really stupid. Then the worst story. Um, it's called Friday the 31st, and it's it's Jason versus Aliens. What? So there, it, literally, there's a, it's a guy that's Jason. He's wearing a hockey mask that doesn't have any holes in it. Because, so he's not Jason. He's just a big big guy with a fucked up face wearing a hockey mask with no holes. And he takes his hockey mask up and off and his face is all fucked up. And he's chasing a, a teenage girl around and he kills her. And then an alien spaceship shows up and a little alien gets beamed down. And he's like, trick or treat. And Jason's like, Whoa. he doesn't talk. He just mumbles and goes, Whoa. I don't have, you know, I don't have any candy. And it gets like, trick or treat, trick or treat. So Jason stomps the thing and kills it. And then the alien takes over the body of the woman, brings her back to life. And she starts chasing Jason. It Then they cut each other up with chainsaws and shit. It's really fucking stupid. Terrible. That sounds awful. Terrible. Yeah. Don't watch that. Then the only uh, there's another slightly interesting one where this these two criminals kidnap a child to get a to get a ransom money. So they see the uh, there's like a rich guy that you know he's some rich whatever doctor or something, and his kid goes out trick or treating and the two criminals kidnap him and have him like tied up and they call up the guy, and they're like you know we've got we kidnapped your kid and he's like he's like you kidnapped Rusty, and uh, they're like yeah and the guy goes. Pfft good luck with that and he hangs up and the the guy on the phone they show him it's john landis i'm like that's fucking cool that's cool <laughs> but they're like what the fuck why doesn't they, they care about it and they turn around and the kid's out of the uh, out of the ropes and he's like running around and it turns out he's not a child he's this like demonic imp that like <laughs> and they call him back and they're like dude what the hell's going on and john landis is like listen I don't know what to tell you. He's your problem now. We had to, we, we picked him up a couple Halloweens ago, and, and he's been terrorizing us ever since, but now he's your problem. And he's like, the only thing you can do is feed him, because uh, otherwise he gets hungry. And they're like, oh, no. So he's, you know, it's it's a chase game. They're jumping around, and the, the little demon imp is killing people and stuff. And um, it, it's got, like, sort of a, a cool ending where they, they take the imp, they wrap him up in a... Uh, and a blanket, and they, like, dump him in front of John Landis's door, they, like, cover him in gasoline and light him on fire, <laughs> and, and, um, and then, like, they go, they go back to the car, and poop, of course, he's fucking right there waiting for them in the car. It sort of reminded me of, like, an old cartoon they used to have, um, they used to see back in the day, it was a little musical thing, the cat came back, like, where this guy was trying to get rid of a cat, and he, like, dumps it into the ocean, but, like, the cat just ends up back at his house, and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know, that one's okay. And then there's the last one, Bad Seed, which is the Neil Marshall one, and it's about a killer pumpkin. Some guy carves up the perfect jack-o'-lantern, and then it comes to life and starts eating everyone, and it goes through town, and it's about, there's a there's a, a cop that's chasing it down, and she's like the only, the only detective that can solve the case and take out this killer pumpkin. And it, it's got this, like, <laughs> it's funny because it's all just sort of stereotypical, like, uh, a cop movie like they all these stereotypes you see in these cop movies and stuff yeah um they're like you're the real god damn it o'haran like you know the 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 police chief's yelling at her in the office and then he's she's got to go out and her uh her partner is like tagging along but he doesn't know what's going on and she knows it's some killer pumpkin and they've got like a the police sketch artist <laughs> and like all right let's take a look at what you got it's literally drawn in crayon of a pumpkin with a big open mouth <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, that's fucking hysterical. How are the effects for that one? 
um, two CGI. They really? Have, it's a practical pumpkin, right? So they've got this like awesome practical pumpkin model, but the there's like legs that it not legs but it's got little sort of tentacles that are just vines or whatever coming out the bottom of it and those are all cg so it's like scurrying along and it you know that's it's way too cg but like when it's standing still and like you know raw staring at him it's a, just a big fucking rubber pumpkin thing neil marshall probably had to do that very quickly <laughs> like what budget is on this movie? yeah they're like okay neil marshall you can make this thing but you've got to make it fit into a you know 10 minute slot <laughs> and he's like uh so I don't know, and, and it has like you know, it, it leaves an open, an open ending into the end of that one. Um, so that one was really good, but the majority of them were not that interesting, and I would have loved to see this expanded upon, but get rid of like only do five stories, like don't go more than that, like three or four stories are the best anthologies. Yeah, stick with that. Um, the Halloween feel on this one though, holy shit, it's like a fourteen out of ten. It is completely <laughs> Halloween. Like, Trick or Treat is probably the best, um, mo- the most Halloween movie there is. This one's probably a close number two, because it really feels like Halloween. They, the, the guys really nail it on this one. And there's, like Trick or Treat, there's little tidbits where, um, like, various trick or treaters you'll see through the movie. You like, like, you'll find out later, like, one of the trick or treaters you see come to, like, almost every door is the, the rusty kid that gets kidnapped. You're like, oh, that's that costume. I see what you did there. and Or they'll show, like, you know, the, the kid in the first movie later on in the end. You're like, oh, I guess this takes place before this does. So there's some type of order to all the nonsense that's going on. Seems like they had a lot of fun with it or tried to have a lot of fun with it. They, yeah, it just didn't it didn't completely work. And I think, um, I know there's a sequel. I don't know if it's out yet, but it's coming out this year. Uh, I, I hope they really trim it down. Um, and... Don't so you know I should, maybe I should look it up and excuse me see if uh, see if it's out yet or if they actually did it. Uh, I don't even see it on here. Tales of Halloween Two, I think that's what it's called. Or maybe they announced it. I typed in Tales of Halloween sequel. I'm not seeing anything. Yeah, well, Halloween Tales. This is a new one. No. No, that looks terrible. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I thought they were doing a sequel. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. I just looked it up. I can't find it now. So, maybe I'm wrong about that. But yeah, no, for uh, for Halloween anthologies, definitely stick with Trick or Treat as I'm sure we'll cover with Shane. Mm-hmm. Um, but um if you if you're sick of Trick or Treat, if you've watched Trick or Treat a thousand times, this is a nice little break. It's not really that good. Um I'd probably put it on par with um, what was that Christmas anthology that we did? Uh, um, a Christmas tale or something? Christmas? Fuck, I can't remember. Yeah, I'm having a brain fart on that too. Um, a Christmas horror story. That's what it was. Oh, okay. Um, you, you know how that one it was pretty good but there was like some of the stories were really bad and you're mm-hmm. like fuck I just want this one to end um, it, it's along those lines but I had a little more fun with this one maybe just because of the Halloween setting yeah so yeah, it was okay I don't know maybe I'll probably try to check hard. it out this will help with it yeah if, since you're watching like 300 movies I, I'd recommend <laughs> squeezing this one in in October <laughs> alright you know like I said it's got that great Halloween feel the movie's not that great but the yeah. uh it's there's a couple good ones that you're like oh that's funny that's cute <laughs> so um 
yeah, and I guess if we want to pad a little bit of time on here, I could do a little bonus, bonus content. I just watched Charlie's Farm last night, which is a slasher. I want to say 2013, 2014, something like that. I think 2013. Yeah, I don't know if it got a big release. Have you ever seen it? No, I've heard about it, but I've never seen it. Yeah, I've heard people talking about it, and I, I picked up a, uh, a, a Blu-ray from the UK at some point, and I'm like, okay, I'll watch it. And it is just a run-of-the-mill slasher. Um, not a whole lot of surprises. It's it's set in Australia, and um, the basic plot is there's a kid, Charlie, and his parents, uh, one of his parents is Bill Mosley, which why is Bill Mosley living in Australia? I don't know. But Bill Mosley and then his mom, who is Australian, and the, him and Bill Mosley and the mom are like psychotics, and they kill and eat people. And they they have this little kid, and then the townspeople have had enough of Bill Mosley, so they essentially kill him and chase the mom out. And um, she sends Charlie off to the woods, and the mom eventually gets killed. And Charlie, you know, grows up to be a, a gigantic psycho, played by some Australian wrestler. He's actually and, in uh, Mad Max. Oh, is it? That makes sense. He's, yeah, he's, he's a, that that big bald guy who jumps on that car engine and he rips it out. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> That makes sense. In Fury, in Fury Road, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a big dude, real big. Um, and then, so now, then you get to meet the people that are, you know, whatever, going to the, going to Charlie's farm. They're going out there to spend a night because why wouldn't you go to like a haunted farm where people got murdered? Yeah. And um, it's got Tara Reid in it, which is really distracting because you're like, well, there's. You notice there's too many Americans up front. It feels like they were trying to cater to an American audience. And it's like, I would rather just... It would make more sense if everybody was Australian. Yeah. Like, they have they have to keep making excuses for, like, oh, no, Tara Reid's here on vacation, but she's dating this guy, and maybe she's going to marry him. Like, oh, come on. Like, just fucking... I'm sure you could... They had one hot Australian girl. You could find another hot Australian girl. And Tara Reid is terrible in this, by the way. She does an awful job. It's terrible on everything she does now. I was going to say, it's not surprising, right? I mean, she half-asses this entire movie. It's garbage. and Or she's garbage in it. The movie's <clears> not <throat> entirely garbage. Like I said, it's it's a run-of-the-mill slasher. Um, there's some decent kills, great special effects, great practical effects. Really? Um, oh, yeah. One dude gets his cock cut off, <laughs> just like, whoop. And, oh, man, it's, it, it's pretty brutal. And then um, another girl gets her jaw ripped out, and that is awesome awesome looks really good um kane hotter has a bigger role than i thought he would have he again i i think they somebody managed to get kane hotter and they're like holy shit now what do we do with him and they're like all right (laughs) (laughs) so i'm convinced they just wrote this part into the movie where where kane hotter is like friends with the the people that went camping uh-huh. And he's like, I, oh, I haven't heard from him in a while. I'm going to give him a call. And he calls him on the phone and nobody answers. But, like, if their backpacking adventure went just fine, then you wouldn't have heard from him anyway. Like, yeah. they'd be out backpacking and having fun swimming somewhere in Australia. <laughs> but so now he goes out to investigate. So he goes to the farm. Like, I don't even know how he knew they were going there. He goes to the farm to find them. And he gets into a fist fight with this dude. Uh, with with Charlie, who's this you know this huge hulking brute, and like Kane Hodder's a big guy too. Kane is like a foot shorter than this guy. Like this dude is fucking <laughs> huge. And they they get into a fist fight, and it, uh, I'm amazed that it wasn't. I thought like he was gonna show up and just get like a quick stab and like you know some weird Jason reference, and then that would be it. 
but they they really drag it out. They have they have them in there. They're they're going at it. They're punching each other and kicking and stabbing and performing wrestling moves on each other. That was oh, the most God. interesting part of the movie. Um, but overall, I mean, it's it's really by the numbers. Like you know exactly what's gonna happen. Uh, he's got a big butcher's knife that he kills people, or not a butcher's knife. I don't even know what it's. Some type of farm instrument that he kills people with, and they're stabbing and a couple good gore effects and that's really about it um if you're looking for a slasher and you want something that's a little bit different this isn't very different this is like i said by the books you're you're not getting any surprises on this one but the the killer is pretty cool uh the design of charlie himself is awesome he looks really scary and there's a couple parts that you're like holy shit this guy's intense and other than that some of the characters are okay I like the big, dumb Australian friend. They always got to have, like, the big, fat guy. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, the fat, funny guy is fat and funny. So that's, you know, that is what it is. Um, the main characters, Tara Reed and her boyfriend. Nobody, who gives a fuck? He's the fucking guy. Like, yeah. no one cares. And, and, and then it's Tara Reed just doing a terrible job acting. I don't understand why they put her in shit. I really don't. I mean, she's got a name. I guess people remember American Pie. I don't know. She's not, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to be too mean, but, I mean, I just, she doesn't bring anything to the table when she's in a movie nowadays. It's, no, they, you know. there, there isn't a film that I've gone, ooh, Tara Reid's in that new movie, I gotta check it out. Yeah, she was, like, she was appropriate for American Pie and Big Lebowski, but other than that, I just, I don't see the appeal at all. Yeah, I completely forgot she was in Big Lebowski. I'll suck your cock for a thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm definitely isolating that. That one's going to be saved. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Um, you you could skip Charlie's Farm, but, I mean, if, if you are if you have some weird things where you're going through, like, all the slashers and you want to watch them, it's got, nothing... If it's got practical effects, I'm going to watch it. it. It's got practical effects, and they're pretty good. So, especially the, uh, the jaw rip, you're going to like that one. Cool. So... Yeah, that's uh, that's about all I got for uh, for that. You want to try getting Shane back on here now, or? Um, yeah, let's see what he's let's up to. Here. Shane. Hello. All right, bud. We're gonna we're gonna go through this quick to give your laptop as much breathing time as possible. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so uh, just to catch you up to speed, Mike and I already covered um, I uh, my tales from Halloween and uh, Mike's Lady in White. So. Now we just got to do your two trick-or-treats. Yep, okay. Right, um, where was I? I was going to start off with Trick-or-Treat. Yep. Which is the movie with um, Gene Simmons and Ozzy Osbourne, and I can never remember who the bloody guy's name is who um, plays the lead role in it. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, the star of the movie, but they know Ozzy <clears throat> and Gene Simmons are in one scene. <laughs> yeah, and uh, basically it's... Uh, it's about a kid um, at school, um, Ragman, he goes by. And uh, he's basically one of the kids. He's the only metalhead in school, basically. And he gets bullied left, right, and fucking center all the time by the, by the preppies, as you would call them back in the 80s, I guess. Um, so uh, basically, he he's obviously frustrated with everything that's going on. And he takes solace in listening to his metal and all of this kind of stuff with one of his buddies who's like a total geek. And uh, he becomes friends with the local radio DJ who happens to be Gene Simmons. 
um, and he gives he gives Ragman this um, acetate vinyl of a Sammy Kerr album, and Sammy Kerr is like this rock musician who basically, I suppose you could say, was the the start and the reason for the PMRC back in the eighties um, for flamboyant imagery and like. Um, killing snakes and animals on stage and like dosing the fans in blood and um, kind of satanic worship and all this kind of stuff. And uh, Sammy Kerr dies in a fire. Ragman goes into a bit of a downer about it and he puts on this album and the album itself starts playing backwards. And there's like a message. He finds all these messages in it and he essentially ends up following what, Sammy Kerr tells him what he imagines that Sammy Kerr tells him um, through these messages on the vinyl. And to get revenge on one of the guys at school, he does a tape, records the album on a tape in order to try and get revenge, not knowing what was going to, what's going to happen to him. And um, basically uh, he gets revenge on the guy and like several of the others in the group. And inadvertently resurrects um, a form of Sammy Kerr in kind of like a demonic form and uh, who plays guitar and zaps people and blows them up with his guitar. Um, and uh, it goes on and basically Ragman and this unsuspecting chick save the day. And it all sort of like it transpires and um, leads up to uh, the school dance on Halloween which is um which is quite funny really uh because yeah. the, all these kids are like you know all these murders have happened and the news are there and it's like it was sammy kerr you know it's like hang on sammy Kerr, sammy kerr who died last week you know this kind of thing and all these kids are completely convinced that he's sammy kerr who's been resurrected and is killing all the students and some of the teachers um but yeah i mean i like this film primarily because it's kind of cheesy in an 80s kind of way, but it's also one of the cool 80s movies. Um, that was just, I thought it was really cool when I first saw it, and I still love it to this day. Yeah, yeah, this one, this is a a, a pretty fun movie. Um, yeah. It, de it definitely doesn't take itself too seriously, and it reminds me a lot, have you ever seen uh, Black Roses? Yes, very similar story where there's yes. like a band that's they're in they're trying to come back from the dead or something. Yeah, they're kind of like um, they start they possess people, don't they? Um, mm. And in their true demonic form, and they kind of look like lizard people, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, like but that. it has a, it has that crazy over the top concert ending that like yeah. this movie has a similar type of one. Yeah, um, I'd love to get hold of that actually, Black Roses. I haven't seen that for fucking years. I think I got a copy of it. I might have a VHS. I think I, got, I have a. I used to have. I don't know if I still do. It's a VHS copy that has a. It's a 3D. Um, the outside of it, so it has like a texture to the to the black roses outside. Oh right, cool. cool. This movie I always thought is weird because the the DVD at least of Trick or Treat that I have. Uh, it it the front cover is uh, Ozzy and Gene Simmons, and not even they're not even pictures from the movie. It's just a picture oh. of Ozzy <laughs> and a picture of Gene Simmons. Yeah, see, because the one I've got, it doesn't have Ozzy or Gene on the front. It's just like um, kind of like a tattoo design with a guitar in flames. 
Oh, okay, so that's kind of cool. But no, yeah. this one's <laughs> it's it, it looks ridiculous because you're like, and it, it leads you to believe you're like, oh, this is an Ozzy and Gene Simmons movie. Yeah. Literally, Ozzy is in it for I don't know, ten seconds maybe. Like, he plays a preacher. <laughs> he does play a preacher, which is really funny. Yeah. He's he's like uh, the preacher on TV, that's like. Oh, we've got to stop all these rock and roll assholes out here. Do you know what? That's like... the best Aussie impersonation I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> He's here all yeah. week. Try the veal. <laughs> <laughs> Sharon! <laughs> <laughs> no, you got it wrong. Sharon! <laughs> I think i got to be rolling on the ground with a couple little dogs on me. And pissed at your fucking head. Hmm. Yeah. Uh... So, yeah... I... <laughs> I always thought it was funny that Ozzy was like on the cover. I'm like, what the fuck? He's That's the only movie. thing. Like, I would see that in video stores back in the day, and I was just like, what the hell is that? And it's just like yeah. Gene Simmons and Ozzy on the front cover, but I've never seen it, never watched it. No, like, like it's it's totally not that. And I put off watching this movie for years because I'm like, oh, I'll just watch <laughs> this when I because it. I'm like, I don't want to watch a Gene Simmons and Ozzy movie. I know it's going to be bad. I know both of them can't act. It's going yeah. to be terrible. But literally, it's like cameos. They're, yeah. And the rest of the movie is just a goofball 80s horror movie with heavy metal in it. And in fact, I was just looking this up. It says the songs in the movie uh, were written by the band, quote-unquote, Fast Way, yeah. which consisted of former Motorhead guitarist Fast Eddie Clark and current Flogging Molly vocalist Dave King. What? So flogging, flogging Molly. <laughs> When you listen to when you when you watch a film, Mike, and you listen to the soundtrack, you can tell it's an eighties fest. You can tell. It's oh, I'm sure. Oh, they, and they've got other, you know, classic, uh, classic, um, you know, like hair metal acts and stuff on the on the soundtrack. I think there's an Ozzy song that I don't even I don't know if there's a Kiss song on it. I don't remember that. No, I don't think um, there is. Yeah, there's probably like a Judas Priest and a couple other ones. I I really yeah. do get this movie confused with Black Roses because it's pretty fucking similar. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's fun and it's dumb and it's just like that kind of quality eighties, like schlock that you're not looking for a serious <clears throat> movie. If you're picking this up, you're looking for a movie where, you know, a heavy metal, uh, you know, singer comes back from the dead and uses his demonic powers to kill people. <laughs> you know what you're getting. Yeah. There's no surprises. See, I think the guy who played Sammy Kerr, he only did one movie and it was this one and he died not long afterwards. <clears throat> really? Mm. Oh, wow. So I think he was like, I think he was like some, he was a dancer and it was like the first, it was his first major breakthrough role or something. And, um, yeah, he died not long afterwards. So I think he was more of a theater, a theater actor, hence him being a dancer. He was like a ballet dancer or something like that, which you could tell in a way with the way he moved and danced around on the stage. But, um, yeah, he, uh, yeah, he died not long after. I'm not sure how he died, but, um. Yeah, he didn't last very long afterwards. Hmm. And the guy who played Ragman, I think he went started working behind the camera after that. That was like his only film role as well. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, they, they, I'm looking at the IMDb um, trivia here, and it says that uh, Gene Simmons was offered the role of Sammy Kerr, but he instead chose to do the uh, the DJ. Yeah, uh, saying saying that he would uh, he was he was trying to. Uh, uh, give his homage to uh, radio DJ Wolfman Jack. Yeah, which, which I, in my opinion, thank God the, the <laughs> less the less Gene Simmons acting in a movie, the better. I, mm. You know, that, that can only hurt your movie if you put him in as like a, a more prominent role. Yeah, and he's been in a few movies actually, but most of them have been shit. 
Yeah. Yeah. So this one's worth checking out. Um, I like it. It's it's fun and it's stupid. But what do you want? Like, you, if you know what the movie's about and you still watch it, then it's your own fault because you know what you're getting. Yeah. So it's got you know decent music, uh, interesting kills. It, it sort of reminds me a little like a little Freddy Krueger ish that he does sort of different tactics to kill people. Yeah, I think uh, the funniest one actually is when the girl's getting off in the back of the car and she's listening to the tape, and he yep. mel- he melts her ears. Yeah, yeah. Her ears get uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to remember that. I don't. Mm. <laughs> uh, no, but this one's worth watching. Yeah. So, so uh, how um, how much Halloween is in this movie, Shane? I'd give this a seven, I think. Because okay, of, not in terms of quality, in terms of how much no, Halloween is in it. Yeah, I'd give this a seven because it is kind of it basically is it leads up to Halloween quite nicely, and with the whole the, the high school party going on, because with that being on Halloween as well. Uh, yeah. All the connections with like the radio station planning on playing Sammy Kerr's album at midnight on Halloween, as well. You know, and they're playing uh, the first track they play backwards as well, just to get into the spirit of it, sort of thing. Which I um, I thought was kind of cool. And then obviously everything going on is all the trick or treaters running around and stuff like that. And yeah, it's definitely I definitely give this one a seven. Hmm. All right. I could go with you. That's a little on the higher of the Halloween end than I would have thought, but mm. yeah, it's it's definitely got it. the ending, especially when the kids are all in the dance and they're all dressed up. Yeah, yeah, it definitely uh, definitely does it. I I believe this movie. I think this was covered by Red Letter Media in one of their uh, in one of their best of the worst episodes. Really? Yeah, I think so. I gotta watch Shocking. that. <laughs> <laughs> It was. It was. They did like a Halloween special or something, and I think they covered this movie as one of the ones they picked. It was pretty right. funny. So, if you're not going to watch the movie, definitely go on YouTube and watch that. But it's I think it's worth it's worth yeah. checking out. See, I, I picked Shane. that. I picked that up on on DVD years ago. I found yeah. it in my local supermarket for two ninety nine. I was like, I'm fucking having that. Yeah, I got mine from a Walmart DVD bin. Yeah. Yeah. So I think whatever that is, four bucks or something. Yeah, so you can you can get it on DVD, Mike, if you want it. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to pick it up. I want to see how much it is on Amazon. Yeah. <clears throat> so now that you've covered mm. Trick or Treat, Shane, on D- I'm sorry, like- but DVD Trick or Treat <laughs> with Ozzy and Gene Simmons, it's thirty four ninety five. Fuck off. Out of here. <laughs> it was in a pile of the Walmart DVD bin when I bought it. I bought it like 10 years ago. I though. think that's probably new because there's the used versions that are good and acceptable. It's $7 plus $4 shipping. Dude, I'll see if I can find you a copy. <laughs> now I want to see this. <laughs> now I'm now I'm uh, interested. I want to see if that's the same the same kind. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Like those, yeah. <laughs> that picture of Ozzy and Gene Simmons are not in this movie at all. <laughs> they should just oh. left it. They, I don't even know why they super they they put those guys in there. <laughs> it's the worst <laughs> DVD cover I've ever seen. And the funny thing is, Ozzy has never been more sober in a role. It's quite funny. <laughs> sober Ozzy. Yeah. I mean, go figure that one. So, Shane, if you had to choose between this trick-or-treat or or the other trick-or-treat, which would you go with? I'm going to have to say I would go with (laughs) trick-or-treat. 
Because so let's let's go into that one now. Yeah, I could. We could do an entire episode just on that one movie. Yeah. And by by we, I mean myself, and just like talking about. It. Mm, see this, I saw this movie a few years back by chance. You know, I I hadn't even heard anything about it. I was just like trick or treat. I bet it's really shitty, fucking low budget movie. And then I watched it with a buddy, and I was completely floored by how fucking good it was. I mean, the wraparound story involving little sack-headed Sam, because I I call him sack-headed Sam, um, I think is awesome, because all the stories in this film are connected by Sam. And you've got all the other little stories. Everything is connected, so you've got all the certain individual characters, you know, going about their business on Halloween and stuff. So you've got the serial killer, you've got the young couple, you've got the group of girlies going around, and then you've got the old guy as well. Um, the old guy living next door to the serial killer, completely unaware of the fact of their pasts and all that kind of stuff. But um, basically, this film is, uh, is an anthology, and it's obviously it starts off with the wraparound story involving Little Sam, um, who's like a little sack-headed creature. Um, I, I can only be described as like some kind of pumpkin demon. Yeah. Whatever. He, I, th- I, th- I believe he's like the spirit of Halloween. I think that's what they were going for. Yeah. And um, that, to me, he's one of the best things I've seen on film for a long time. He's just really cool. He's also kind of cute as well. You know, as I, was, like, I was a little kid, you know, but it's not. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've seen kids dressed as Sam at like horror conventions. Like some parents will dress up their like six or seven year old as Sam. I'm like, that's fucking creepy, man. Look at the little kid. He has little hands and the in the the candy with the bite taken out of it. (laughs) Running around a convention floor. I'm like, ugh. See, to me, I mean, that's parenting done right. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You know, it's like if you're gonna have kids, fucking creep everybody out with them because kids are creepy. Let's face it. Yes. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, you got all the stories. I'm trying to think of who the there's quite a few big names in this actually because you've, yeah, well, you've got like, you've got, got Anna, Anna Paquin. Paquin. Yeah, she's probably the biggest name. Yeah, you've got Brian Cox in it as well. Yep, Brian uh, Cox. playing the old guy. Um, I can't remember who plays the teacher next door, but he's been in quite a few films. Oh, uh, uh, Dylan Baker. That's the one, yeah. Um, him and his little kid, his irritating little kid. He reminded me of the little brat Babadook. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and then you've got the um, you've got the the couple at the beginning. Um, where she wants to get rid of, she wants to take down all the Halloween decorations, and he doesn't. He just wants to go and por- go and watch porn and fuck her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, Which I don't uh, blame him. I do yeah, not blame him. Yeah, me either. And um, yeah, basically, it's the uh, it's she's the first victim of Sam, and it was. Just, I just thought it was fucking ingenious how they did that, where Sam just attacks her while she's covered in like a bedsheet, all the kids running past, and Sam just like slicing her throat open, mm. and all the kids see the spatter of blood and they run away, and they're like, "Holy shit!" You know, that's like either a really elaborate Halloween prank or you know whatever. And then the the boyfriend finding her all like severed up in the yard as well. I thought that was fantastic. I loved that. And uh, obviously, all the stories in it are great. I loved all the stories in um, Trick or Treat. 
And yes, every, every single one of them is great. Yep. Yeah. And to me, uh, Trick or Treat, I can watch it any time of year. I don't have to watch it at Halloween. If I'm really- I, see, I, I like to save it because like, I like this movie so much that I, I like to treat it like a special occasion that, okay, I'm only going to watch it when it's like October and I can really get into this. I feel like it's, it's spoiling myself too much. It's like having ice cream every day if you watch it throughout the year. I just want it in October, like near Halloween. Yeah, oh, I don't... God, this, I have a tendency to watch it about three or four times a year. Not always at Halloween, but I do watch it on Halloween. I have yeah, specific I, mo- I have specific movies I watch on Halloween. John Carpenter's Halloween, um, Trick or Treat, and um, there's a couple of others that I love to watch on Halloween as well because it just gets me right in the spirit. Oddly enough, Fright Night, the original Fright Night, is another one that I really enjoy yeah. watching on Halloween because there are certain movies I watch. And for me, October 30th, I always watch The Crow because The Crow hmm. is always set. Uh, the Crow is set on Devil's Night, which is October 30th. Yeah. So um, I always watch The Crow on October 30th and Trick or Treat, Trick or Treat, and Halloween on October 31st. I actually got yes. a really uh, good story about Trick or Treat and because yeah. it, uh, it actually it's one of those one of my most hyped movies at the time because i forgot what um dvd it was on but i was watching i think it was 300 oddly enough and you know in those earlier dvds they had like the trailers in the beginning yeah. and um my buddy and i were watching it and it had this uh trailer of this uh little kid wrapped in a you know a sack on his face like crawling on the ceiling and shit and we're like what the hell is that so at the time I think this was like mid two thousands. We were like trying to find it. We couldn't find anything about it. Like we looked it up on the internet, nothing. And all of a sudden, I got like an email alert on like my MySpace, and they're like, "We're doing a Midwest premiere of Trick or Treat in Chicago at the music." I think it was at the Music Box Theater at the time. And I was like, "Oh my god!" This because we were hyped up for this movie for years, and it 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 was made and then didn't get released for a while. Yeah. And the uh, director, uh, Michael Doherty, was actually going to be there, which was awesome. So we went and saw the movie with all these people, and it was like my first like uh, experience in a movie theater outside of like an AMC. And uh, we saw the movie, and they even played the cartoon, the original cartoon it was based off yeah. that Michael Doherty made. They played that before yep. the actual movie. And they played the movie, and it was awesome. And... Uh, I actually met the director. I got him to sign something, which is pretty is one of my actual favorite signatures that I have because, to my recollection, he doesn't do too many meet and greets. And uh, yeah, he he was a great guy, and it was one of those movies that you saw a long time ago for like a trailer, and then finally they're like, "Hey, we're actually showing it." I just remember being so excited for it. It was it was such a cool experience overall. All these people dressing up. It was like my first. Um, like I was never uh, introduced to that before that time. It was like my first, like uh, kind of like a convention type thing. Oh right, your first going out and meeting the horror community. Yeah, yeah. Like every year I go to Terror in the Isles, which is like a twenty-four hour movie marathon. People dress up and everything, and I'm used to that now. But back then, I was just it was so cool seeing all these people dress up and at a different theater with my buddy. It was such a cool experience, and that's why I really love this movie. I I watch it every year, and like Ryan said, I I don't watch it outside of October. But yeah, it's it's a cool cool experience for me. Yeah, that's awesome. I can't believe we got to see like a, a screener of it. That's yeah. fucking cool. 
Yeah, uh, um, the first time I saw it was when it got it, like at, it had gotten released. It got released, and uh, I was like, oh, even the day it got released, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna try to find a Blu-ray of this because it it it, it was pretty early. I'm gonna say in in like when I started picking up Blu-rays, and I knew it came out with both the DVD and the Blu-ray, and I fucking could not find it. Like, Amazon was sold out or something. Like, people went out and snatched up this thing. I fucking, somehow, I managed to find it at a local FYE. They just had it on there. <coughs> and I'm sure anybody knows if you bought anything from FYE, it was like $30 for a fucking Blu-ray. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't care, I'm buying it. And it was worth every goddamn penny. Um, I, I get so many watches out of that thing, and I fucking love it, love it. It's one of my favorite overall horror movies and it's probably my it's my favorite anthology, even yeah. topping Creep Show, which is one of my favorite movies of all time, and a movie that got me into horror and has a lot of like sentimental love for me. But yeah, in terms of just the quality of the film, I fucking love this movie. I love it so much that I believe I've made Elisa watch it, I don't know, six, seven times, oh, something my. like that. <laughs> She's like, Oh my god, again. I'm like, Yes, every time. <laughs> Um, and I and I did actually get the opportunity to see it on the big screen last year. Uh, Connecticut Cult Classics played this uh, double feature with Halloween Three and Trick or Treat, and nice. um, uh, it was so great to see it in a crowd of people and everybody cheering and everything. Uh, it was really really cool. I fucking love this movie. Yeah, um, I'm, 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 this is one of those rare Halloween movies or horror movies where I will rate it a ten out of ten on both aspects of uh, yeah. like. Um, Hall Halloween feeling, you know, just feels Halloween. Every every aspect about it is just fantastic. Yeah, and the Halloween feeling. Uh, I know we we had mentioned the you, your laptop was exploding at the time, but we had mentioned it earlier on my my talk of uh, 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 tales of Halloween that um, trick or treat is like the highest level. It is the most Halloween movie you can get. It's more yeah. Halloween than, than John Carpenter's Halloween. It's yes. more Halloween than Halloween 3. It is like the pinnacle of Halloweenness. Yeah. And if anyone's uh, listening to this, if you go to uh, Universal Studios in Florida, I'm not sure if they do it in California, but I just recently went to Universal Studios and it was on the first uh, Halloween Horror Night that, uh, since last year. And they had a whole like block dedicated to trick-or-treat so they Whoa. had oh it was so cool like and they oh had like all God, these i didn't know that they had all these trees like on both sides of this like little of this like well pretty big area it's like a like a block of all there were like pumpkins hanging they had people dressed up as sam like walking around and everything they had even a uh, a little uh like doorstep to a house and they had the kid uh the kid from the movie, obviously not real, but he was sitting on the uh, the step, and you would hear him make gurgling sounds, and he would throw yeah. up. He would throw <laughs> up on people and on on the ground, and they had an actual actor come in, and he dressed up like the teacher, and he was walking um, on both sides of the beyond uh, behind the fence, and he was just holding a knife. It was the coolest thing ever, and I'm so glad that they were at like Universal Studios. So all these people probably have no idea what Trick or Treat is. Dude, now, that is yeah, amazing. I had no idea they did a Trick or Treat section. I, I've I've been down there before, um, you know, years in the past. But that is fucking. I would have loved that. I would have gone down had I known that. I probably would have booked a flight just to go. <laughs> yeah, Holy well, it's it's shit. going on until uh, I think like super th early November. Yeah, it's like November first or second or something. It's like because the, they only do it on the weekends. They do it right. on weekend nights. 
it's like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and they have like haunted houses. Like they have a Evil Dead haunted house. They have a Shining haunted house. I know. Uh, they have a, a Blumhouse haunted house. But the the trick or treat is actually like a whole area dedicated. It's not just a haunted house, which is so. I think cool. I'd go just for the trick or treat. One. Oh yeah, really it's would. it's so cool. Is is that? I'm just trying to picture the park. Is that near? Like if you're on your way to to uh, Springfield, is it down that strip? See, I've only been Universal once, and that was this last time, so I'm not really familiar okay. with the the whole area. But it's just like you go from one part of the park to another, and there's like this one little. Uh, I'm not going to say road, but it's like a little like street and on sure, both sides, it's like about. filled with trees and like, like a hill and everything. It's all decorated out for trick or treat. Yeah. So the, I think the last time I went, um, one of those sections where the, you know, where they decorate a, a walking section, one was done in a Mardi Gras style. So they had like these dudes dressed up as like, um, like zombies and skeletons on those huge like walking stilts mm-hmm. yeah and it like just fucking walking through the crowd you're like holy shit that's creepy and awesome and all kinds of like you know skulls and shit hanging all over the place yeah. and um yeah so i know i know you're talking about how they they sort of make themes for the areas and another area of the park was themed like the purge so they had oh yeah they did with... i was just gonna bring that up they did the same thing and it was that oh, was so awesome that was so well done yeah. Yeah, that's fucking cool. What was the best house this year? Um, in my opinion, it was The Shining, because I I wasn't I don't get scared of haunted houses. I know in the majority of them they can't touch you, and so I don't really like jump a lot. So I was just kind of like focused on like <laughs> this is so nerdy, but this is like I was focused on more of like how they <laughs> decorated it, and it was so well done. They had like the, the you know from the carpet to uh, all kinds of things right from The Shining. And it was just, it was a great experience. Evil Dead one was good too. They had uh, like two people playing as Ash and there's some guy who's walking around with like a chainsaw hand. It was, it was pretty sick. (laughs) That was cool. That's cool. I went to one, uh, the last one I went to, they had a a, a John Carpenter's Halloween themed house. So like you walk through and Michael Myers jumps out and like, you know, reaches for people and stuff. And, um, and they'll have like a, a lorry, somebody playing, you know, Lori sitting on the couch and on the phone and like screaming and running around. And then there's like a Donald Pleasance that's like in the shadows. <laughs> over one but like the best thing, so after you're getting, you're getting Michael Myers is jumping out and scaring people all over the place. You you come out of the house. You're going like in this little alleyway from one house to another section of the house, and you go out into the house and you could hear him playing the theme song to Halloween Three. And there's three kids dressed up as the three Halloween three masks, like running through the crowd. And I'm like, okay, this is my favorite part. Put <laughs> Halloween three in. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh man. Yeah. No, that, that place is so cool. I, I, I love going there. All the haunted houses and shit they have. Uh, I gotta go back again, but that's awesome. So mm-hmm. yeah, trick or treat. Um, I would say trick or treat is my favorite, um, movie to watch on Halloween, even topping Carpenter's Halloween. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. So big praise and uh, awesome movie. And if you're a horror fan at all, you got to watch Trick or Treat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think re- required viewing. A- a- any other movie we discussed, you can probably skip by. You have to watch fucking Trick or Treat. And that's about it. And that mo- actually, the soundtrack for that movie is really good as well. Because I'm all about the soundtracks, and they use certain cues from other movies as well. Um, but obviously they have Marilyn Manson's Sweet Dreams during the werewolf transformation scene which mm-hmm. I thought was fucking awesome 
Yeah, it really it, fit, fit, it fit well with yes. what was going on. Yeah, it did. I loved it. I love that movie. You have to go and fucking watch it. Don't ever reply to anybody on this podcast until you have seen Trick or Treat. <laughs> That's all I'm going to fucking say, really. That's going to be the first question you ask when somebody's like, hey, how's it going? Have you Did watched you Trick or Treat? <laughs> Who are if you? Not, if not, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. So, yeah, now uh, I know you weren't... Um, you're, uh, you were disposed of due to technical difficulties. Do you have any yeah. thoughts on um, the... Uh, have you seen Tales from Halloween? Or Tales uh, of Halloween? Or, I have not. Uh, you have not. Or have you uh, seen um, the... Um, what was that one? The White... Uh, Lady in White. Lady in White. Lady in White I saw about 25 years ago, I think. Possibly. So you, so you saw it maybe when you were younger. Do you remember really liking the movie? I can't remember much about it, to be quite honest with you, man. I mean, 25 yeah. years ago, I was 18. So that's a long time ago. Um... But I would imagine I quite I liked it, possibly. I don't know. It's hard to tell, really. I actually ended up buying um, a copy of that for Amanda Bowser, or Amanda Geist, sorry, um, from UHM a, few, a couple of years back, because she'd been trying to get hold of it, and I managed to find a copy of it really cheap for her online. Um, nice. Yeah, so I just never got around to watching it. Yeah, I think you you might. If, as I was telling Mike earlier, I think uh, since you had seen it when you were younger, you might have more fonder memories than Mike or I did. Like, we watched it and we're like, "Well, whatever, I get it. It's a movie. Yeah, there's some interesting stuff, but it didn't it didn't blow us away." Some yeah. people really love it, though. Some people are like all about it, but I think that's more of childhood nostalgia. Than oh, of course, else. yeah, 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 definitely. So, all right, mm. well, let's wrap this episode up. I think we've got enough uh, rambling content for one day for one week. Mm-hmm. So um, you guys can uh, get a hold of us by sending us an email uh, for, to uh, <laughs> I almost said the old email. <laughs> so all you need is bloodpod at gmail.com. Um, you can catch us on our Facebook group, All You Need Is Blood. And uh, we're also on the uh, UHM fans group and um, the uh, upcoming horrormovies.com. You can catch us there on the message board. Or uh, my Twitter is at Ryan Tudelo. And you could also get me on Facebook, Shane. You can catch me on Facebook on both the UHM groups, um, the All You Need Is Blood group, um, and the UHM uh, mother site. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at Dead Cell Society, and you can also find me on Instagram at Dead Cell Society seventy four. And Mike, are you? Um, I know you're you're doing your you're keeping up with the uh, 365 days of horror, but are, are you uh, posting those to uh, to Instagram or anything, or are you just sort of keeping them on the Facebook group? Um, I'm keeping them on the Facebook group, but I also have an IMDb page of uh, a list of all the ones, and I have all my ratings for everything that I'm uh, watching as well. So I could link it to you, Ryan. You can maybe put it on the uh, page. Yeah, I'll, pu- I'll put a link below wherever you find this podcast, or there'll be a link for, uh, for it down the bottom. Cool. So... Oh, yeah, to find our podcast. Uh, if you're listening to it, you probably already know where it is. But if people ask, you can tell them it's on iTunes and Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, um, probably some other ones I'm forgetting. That it's I fancy. A long time ago. 
yeah, well, I don't know. You set this up and it just goes, and I hope it's still there. <laughs> Every now and then, I have I have someone that has an iPhone check for me. I'm like, is that still on there? <laughs> <coughs> so, um, so yeah, uh, hit us up and let us know what you want to hear, or if you have any uh, opinions contrary to ours, we'll take those as well. And so, we'll uh, never listen to them either. So, no, we'll tell you right to fuck the right off. Yeah, oh, right I off. will. That's a good oh, right? I will as well. I will most definitely. Because yes. I'm, I'm English and I don't give a fuck. So, what more <laughs> send all, all negative comments to Shane, please. Yeah, yes. I'll tell you to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, I'll uh, I'll catch you guys next time, and I'll just say uh, bye for now. See ya. Bye. All right. Uh, let's see. Where's my fucking?